0: Um, we're
1: not, not having, having fun, fun or anything.
0: anything. What the F is going on? I go... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I go to the restroom. I come back. Jesse's hosting my show. And hey. talking with Gage the Beast and Daddy Whitlocks. Yep, Anthony just got a new nickname. Daddy Whitlocks.
0: Welcome to Jeremiah Wonders. <laughs> Here's my guest, Jeremiah Watkins. Oh, hey. Wow, Jeremiah, your voice sounds deeper. I like that with this voice modulator, your voice is still very high. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm the man. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm totally a dude. Don't worry about it. I'm transitioning. Okay, well, that's your choice as a person.
3: Thank you.
4: Very supportive here on Jeremiah <laughs> Wonders of my friend's needs. Should I move this? Should I, should I move the sax a little bit farther out of frame? Uh, we don't see it. I'm glad you sanitized this, right? Because I watched the episode where Bobby Lee farted
3: into the mic. <laughs>
0: You're the first person to bring that up since that happened. Um, so, yes, we did sanitize. Actually, Gage went through and sprayed all of these mic covers <laughs> this morning. So, uh, you know, only the ghost of Bobby Lee's far to <laughs> in that microphone. <laughs> so that's very good. Um, he is here
3: in spirit. <laughs> he is,
0: he's always here in spirit. The Slup Kingdom is always here in spirit on Jeremiah Wonders. Oh, uh, it's really good to have you on the show.
2: Um, I'm going to take this off here in a second. Uh, How are you, Jesse?
3: I'm good. How are you doing?
2: I'm fantastic. Thank you for making it out of your house today.
3: It was so hard.
2: Was it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just to get out?
3: Yeah, there was just virus everywhere. <laughs> and I was like trying to get through it. Um, but I got my backpack and a bottle of water. <laughs> right. Yeah, first aid kit. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: Zombie survival kit. Yeah. I started watching Twenty Eight Days Later last night, and I had to stop it because I was like, "This is too depressing right now." I was like, "This is the worst movie that I can be watching right now." I thought that it was gonna help the situation, be like, ah, you know, like, uh, but I, I was like, ah, I can't finish this right now. This is too much.
3: Yeah, it's like five days later since we've been quarantined. Yeah, in Los Angeles.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome to Five Days Later. Los Angeles is, a,
0: is beginning to become a wasteland. People are slowly stopping hiking. All we can do now are podcasts. In a time when only podcasts are still a form of entertainment for people to binge watch and consume, there arose a podcast with Jesse Johnson and Jeremiah Watkins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm telling you that <laughs> your voice is is it's it like kind of makes it lower but it doesn't fully all the way and that uh makes me out I'm so happy to have my sister Jessie Johnson on the show today um sis how how you doing
3: I'm good um you could call me Phyllis
2: okay yeah I could call you Phyllis <laughs> that's your my, birth name
3: yeah my birth name yeah yeah
2: yeah totally. I changed
3: my name to To be more famous, to Jesse Johnson, something really original. It's a
2: stage name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, Our other sister, um, when uh, she heard that Phyllis was on the show on Kill Tony, she said, uh, who who is pretending to be me?
3: That's our-
2: That's our other sister. Older
3: sister. Yeah, younger sister. Younger sister. sister, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, you remember. (laughs) That's only a certain time of year is older.
3: We've kind of fallen out of touch.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're comunicado.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means.
2: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
3: Can we put a description?
2: I think I, I, I half made up the word. It's excommunicado, but I said incommunicado. And I'm also saying communicado, uh, which is making me smile right now for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than comunicado, but comunicado makes me sound a little bit more... Oh, incommunicado is not able, wanting, or allowed to communicate with other people.
3: Yeah, all
1: three. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> yeah.
2: Totally. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the uh, if you watch or listen to the Kill Tony show, I'm a part of uh, uh, the band on that show where I play saxophone, and we uh, just added our, our first female full-time band member... And that is Jesse Jetsky Johnson. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that is you. Uh, and people have been really stoked to have you part of the show, as well as myself and Joel and Chris and Tony and Brian. Everybody has been stoked to have you on so far. Your, your response being welcomed in has been Amazing.
3: That's awesome. I was scared just now. You're going to be like, everyone liked it except me.
2: <laughs> except me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Everybody's loving it. Except this guy. <laughs> What's going on?
3: I've been so happy. The the positivity getting into the show. It's been awesome. So.
2: Yeah, because uh, not necessarily. Um, I didn't exactly have the same welcoming uh tone when i joined the show
3: (laughs) (laughs) what happened
2: uh
3: i guess i started watching when you were already part of the show
2: yeah yeah it was just um it was interesting because when i joined the show my role hadn't been created yet do you know what i mean yeah the band was just a band uh that just played songs and i was just a dude who was chiming in with Sometimes funny jokes, but sometimes really annoying. Like not just trying to find my place and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's definitely a rhythm and a muscle with that show that you kind of have to find your moments. Yeah, and it's it's real easy. Like if you chime in too much, that you can become an annoyance rather than adding the right ingredient to it. So when I started on the show, it was uh, Pat Reagan and myself because uh, he had he had brought me in, and we were pretty obnoxious. Uh, a, like. We had some funny stuff, but there was definitely some cringy moments like over time where it'd be like, oh, we're definitely like trying too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we hadn't been doing the characters at all yet. That wasn't a thing that we had even come up with yet. Uh, But we started doing like these silly intros where we would be like, "Ah, let's dress up for this intro. And then like the more we did it, we're like, why don't we just, we're already dressing up. Why don't we commit to these characters the entire episode? And then then we started doing that. And people did not like it at first. They're like, this is we like they were like, this is really obnoxious. Like they it's just, it went from two dudes who were sitting on the corner of the stage, like chiming in occasional things that were funny, but sometimes obnoxious to us doubling down on people being like, Yikes, this is like like there was people who wanted us gone for sure that would like write comments all the time, like Pat and Jeremiah, the worst editions of the show. And then we finally found our groove with committing to the characters every week. And then it became this thing where now people look forward to seeing what we do every week, which yeah. is cool. So there's kind of like a learning curve that happens. So uh, I'm glad that uh, you had, you didn't have to go through some of that <laughs> when
1: I know.
2: joining the show.
3: you really paved a way for me to just jump in and have fun. Like I don't, I, even Joel, I think, cause there wasn't drums. Like he kind of created the Mexican drum off and he sure. has like his own segments, like in any show. Um, I feel like I just, because maybe it's cause I'm a woman, <laughs> like I'm already different. Um, I really just get to go in and play and have fun and it's awesome.
2: Well, it's awesome. We definitely need some, uh, some female energy on, uh, on the show. Cause, uh, you know, just like any show, if there's not like that point of view, sometimes it can easily become like a boys club yeah. mentality where it's like. It starts going down a certain path of humor or or stuff like that. That's as great as like by even having you on the show, it's all it's like kind of like a, a constant reminder of like, hey, there's female viewers out there too. That, yeah, <laughs> you that's yeah, that's what I, mean? I think a lot a of the deal.
3: female viewers. Like, I love watching the show, but I really liked when Allie was on it, um, seeing kind of feeling represented, I guess. But sure. you don't want to force it. You don't want to just have somebody on because They don't have a penis, but, you know, (laughs) but if they're representing and funny, it's great.
0: Oh, snap. Call us out. Oh, no. Yeah, why do guys got to have have penises and stuff? Yeah, what's wrong with having a penis? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm just trying to get my penis just like having it on my body. That's about it. Not out or anything. Just having one. I'm growing mine right now. (laughs) You got a penis on your body?
2: I'm starting to.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I like it.
3: Wow, that guy's weird.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a strange, strange person. <laughs> <laughs> strange, strange person.
3: Um, I couldn't believe that I was able to join the band because for a long time, I thought I was going to be a regular. Um,
2: I, I... I thought you were too. I actually, uh, that was one of the things, Uh, you were one of the people who uh, I was hoping would become a regular back in the day when you... We're kind of appearing on the show yeah. a little bit more often. Uh, like just every like, other
3: week, I would just get him pulled up. Yeah,
2: you got real lucky like a bunch of times yeah. in a row.
3: And uh, and then I remember having this interview where um, I talked about playing trumpet and Tony looked me in the eyes and he's like, bring your trumpet next time. Yeah. So in the next week I brought it and I signed up and I was in the back of the comedy store with the trumpet. And at the end of the episode, Tony was like, okay, we have a special surprise. And a part of me was like, maybe he's going to bring me up. And as I'm like holding my trumpet, he said, um, "Jeremiah is gonna get his balls waxed." <laughs> <laughs> and, and as I wheeled you out, and we're waxing your balls on the podcast, I just, like slowly packed up my trumpet. <laughs> And I like I wouldn't like dying to tell you that story.
2: Oh, my goodness. I love that story so much because I feel like as a comedian, we've all been there so many times where you think you're about to go up and then something happens where you're like, that's what's taking my place on stage right now. And and you know it's kind of funny for me to be on the opposite end of that, where I was the one getting my bush freaking waxed on stage. <laughs> like the trumpet playing, the real skill can yeah that can wait. I gotta have my nads waxed so right fun. now. The whole crowd
3: was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm just like in and the back like, shadows, Hello? like back.
2: <laughs> Isn't me you're looking for? Hello, <laughs> just looking around like. Everybody's like happy and stuff. Yeah, and you're like yeah. the only one that's walking out like <laughs> <laughs> sad and depressed. Whop,
3: whop, whop.
2: I guess there's always next week to this thing.
3: Yeah. And weeks went by, maybe even months. And then I got that text. It was the day of, hey, do you want to play in the band? And I was like, holy shit. That's yeah. It. You know, you got to be patient.
4: Yeah. Wait for, for sure. the
3: right timing. Yeah. It would have been weird if I went up that night. Like oh,
2: just like like it be more forced kind of thing.
3: Yeah, like what would I have done? I don't know.
2: Yeah. Oh. uh, Okay. Um. Cue the sad music. We're gonna reenact. uh, (laughs) We're gonna reenact from Jesse's point of view. Get the
4: waxer out here.
2: Uh. Okay. So I'm gonna be Tony, and then I'm gonna uh, uh announce it, and we're gonna do the whole thing, and then you'll you'll hit the music. Okay. I got my hit. All right. All right, it's been a spectacular show tonight, but we're going to close it out with a very special surprise. Without further ado, please welcome to the stage. Jeremiah
4: Watkins is going to get his balls waxed on stage. Yes. Yes.
1: I can't
0: believe he's going to get his balls waxed! This is so incredible. He's the only person that deserves to be on stage right here right now. Getting his nards tugged on and all the hair gone. There's definitely nobody else that should be going up on stage right now with a talent that could match this wild moment right now.
3: Damn, it was like, just like that.
0: Jesse. (laughs) Keep playing playing. the music. Jesse. This is your inner monologue, Jesse.
3: (laughs) Damn, how'd you know my inner monologue sounded like that?
0: Because we're sad right now.
3: Yeah, I can't believe it.
0: Can you believe that?
3: I can't. I can't believe it. I thought
0: we were the surprise.
3: For a second, I was like, is he going to bring me up here?
0: For a second, I was like, is he going to bring us up?
3: Yeah, I was like, he said, bring your trumpet.
0: Right. But instead, he brought out a waxer to wax (laughs) Jeremiah's balls. I
3: feel like an idiot. I feel
0: feel like an idiot.
3: We feel like an idiot. We
0: feel like an idiot.
3: Yeah. i should quit trumpet
0: no we should quit right now if this isn't a sign i don't know what is how <laughs> hollywood just wants people getting their balls waxed on stage rather than raw talent playing the trumpet
3: and look at the crowd they love it they
0: love it is this even the style of show that i want to be a part of that they want balls waxed over great trumpet playing i don't know
3: i don't know maybe i should transition
0: yeah maybe wait what <laughs> How is this? <laughs> Wait, how did you get inside our mind? I'm gonna be the new voice of Jesse Johnson. This is the new us? Yeah, and I'm gonna take some medicine. <laughs> I don't know how to transition.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. Good thing is, you can say anything right now because you can't get canceled because of Corona.
2: Well, we'll be back soon, so we'll be right back after this. <laughs> I definitely don't think that's a mentality that uh, we should have on the podcast right now.
4: Who cares? Can't get
2: canceled. Coronavirus. Two weeks later. <laughs> you have to go back to work. <laughs> uh, awkward. Um, so about those things that I said on that podcast while the coronavirus was going on. Uh, didn't mean it. Um No, 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 no. I, I think, uh, you know, big fan of all people. Uh, uh, definitely. Uh, uh, you can't I, say I don't, people anymore. To, oh, what's the,
3: the
2: what's the term that I can say? Just
3: all. I'm a fan of all.
4: Okay, uh, I'm a fan of all.
2: Um. So, um, what do you think about this this weather that's going on right now?
3: In here?
2: Oh no, just outside.
3: Oh yeah, out there.
2: Yeah. The rain. Yeah. Um. Oh, we don't. We can't say rain anymore.
3: The
4: water. (laughs) Okay.
2: Okay. Hey. Um. What do you think about? Um. Ooh, this is a a a loaded one. Uh. What do you think about um the current political state right now in the
4: election? Uh, um. Right. Um. The current one. The current. Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, I have a. I think I. I have somebody who. Um, wanted to stop by this episode and and visit. You
3: wow! In these times,
2: yeah. Uh, one of my buddies wanted to stop by and visit you. Um, let me go grab him. Um, I think he's right behind that curtain over there. Okay.
3: Wow, he's slender.
4: <laughs> oh my god! Oh my, oh my. god! <laughs> Hi. Hey, hey, hey! How are?
2: Hey, how are you doing?
3: Good. What's your name?
2: Hey, um I'm s I'm Spencer. Um <laughs> I'm I'm the last uh blockbuster employee.
4: Um and I was <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna know what movies are you watching right now?
3: Well um
2: I can't look at you. <laughs> I can't look I at <laughs> you either.
3: Um Spencer, have you seen Mo Better Blues?
2: Um Yeah.
3: Have you uh, seen every movie?
2: Um pretty much. Yeah. I work at Blockbuster, so I've got a lot of downtime, especially right now. Because so, I can't I just got my learner's permit and nobody wants to take me driving anymore. So I've got a lot of time to just um Rewind movies and, and play them here. So,
3: what about like *Handmaid's Tale*? Have you seen like any Hulu originals well, or like any wow. streaming stuff?
2: I mean, I don't really know too much about streaming because that kind of defeats the purpose of like my job. <laughs> but what um, <laughs> do you even do it? This? I, I do get I do get SAG screeners on on DVD that people send me, Uh, but I don't I don't I refuse to watch streaming things. But I'll watch hard copy things like on DVD and VHS bootlegs.
3: What if somebody like recorded a streaming show and put it on a DVD when then you watch it? Yeah,
2: that's that's totally <laughs> cool. It's totally cool. Yeah, I'm into that. So yeah, I've seen Handmaid's Tale on VHS like nineteen times.
4: Oh I don't think you would survive um Gideon. You there's
3: no movies there.
4: You wouldn't survive getting. No,
3: I I would, but no, I would be wouldn't. like raped a lot. No, a
2: you, okay, I don't use that word. But that's, <laughs> that's okay. Oh,
3: there's no movies about rape.
2: Oh no, I mean there's the, the uh the accused. <laughs> <laughs> there's that pinball scene. This is the pinball scene in the accused?
3: You were like smoke a bunch of weed in the back and what? rewind
1: the movie. I don't
2: smoke weed? You smoke weed? Your
3: hair tells me you smoke weed. <laughs> Shut up! You're high right now. No, I'm not. I'm
2: just. I'm. I'm 15.
3: Spencer, get up. Whoa. Whoa.
2: So what? What's your favorite movie right now? So I can give it on Spencer's picks for the week when people uh, come into a blockbuster. Uh, what's one of your favorite movies?
3: My favorite movie is the last movie I watched because that's all I can remember, and what? that's "Mo Better Blue."'s by Spike Lee. Okay. Um, recommended to me by the hilarious Ron Taylor.
2: Okay, uh, that's cool. Do you have any like other classics that you like other than the most recent one that you saw? Like as a uh, question um they they said uh Who,
3: they asked you spencer ask you the questions. no no
2: they send this uh i grabbed this from the question list it's from nicholas flowers on instagram he says what movie scene makes you cry every time
3: well i can't i can't really think of the movie but you know what makes me cry a lot is reality tv do you watch that
2: uh once again <laughs> if you put like a, a box set I uh, saw so I've watched the the Jersey Shore <laughs> box set a bunch of times,
3: not like that, like uh, um, like America's got talent
2: uh, I like America's uh funniest Home videos, like no, that. no,
3: like when people are following their dreams and and they like get really close and they move people, and then like I like get a little choked up,
2: oh, like the um what's that the Susan Boyle lady,
3: yeah, like Susan Boyle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I, know her,
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna poster her. <laughs>
3: You have a poster. Of yeah, four.
2: yeah, it came. It came as a promo that they sent us to to Blockbuster, like to, sometimes different shows advertised within like the walls of Blockbuster, and we put up posters and stuff. And they said that I could have that one. So it's for, it's who's pretty,
3: that? Your manager? Cool. Or? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, Derek.
4: He's a hard nose. So, yeah.
2: Um. Uh. Have you ever seen the movie Simon Birch?
3: Oh yeah. Oh. That's a tearjerker. Oh
2: man. That, oh, that It's not a comedy. No, that'll challenge you.
3: Yeah. Got uh Gilbert Grape.
2: Oh, oh what's him?
3: Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot. And it's yeah, I mean, I think it's a metaphor too cuz his mom likes to eat a lot. Do you think so? Yeah. I think it's mom's eating him at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. I think that, I think that's a different take on like what you think of like the movie because you saw a fat person and you, it's said who's and you saw who's the, eating like Goer it's,
3: it's his mom. It's his
2: mom. His the whole mom time. is gonna eat him. That's that's the moral of the story. Hey, do you, there's if you want, there's like an opening at Blockbuster. <laughs> Um, I, we, I
3: gotta be quarantined. And we don't.
2: We don't have any. We don't have many girls who work there that are cool like you. So if you want, I can't. I can, like put Spencer, no. What? I, I can't. Okay, no means no. I okay. have to be
3: quarantined. Okay. I mean, I can't be touching all the videos. And no,
2: I I hand sanitize all of them every night.
4: No. I <laughs> I,
2: I, I, <laughs> I, I I I I put squirts on all the VHSs and the DVDs. People say Spencer, I use I'm Clorox wipes, but I I prefer just getting the gel all over the products.
3: I'm almost thirty.
4: What?
3: Yeah, I can't be working at a blockbuster. I
4: thought you were like seventeen.
3: No man, I'm like I'm getting into. You're like my thirties pretty soon.
2: You're almost over the hill.
3: Yeah, man, I can't be working at a video store.
2: Yeah, I'm fifteen. So yeah, I know. I get tell. I thought. I thought that you were going to... Man, you're like old.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't even really be talking to yeah, each other this right is now. Like,
2: <laughs> this is like illegal. <laughs> Do
3: you want me to call your mom?
2: Uh, Yeah, but first, you want to watch Triple X State of the Union together?
3: No, I, I'm not going to watch porn with you.
2: No, 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 no. That's with Vin Diesel.
3: Yeah, again, I'm not going to watch porn with you. I
2: mean, one man's porn is another man's treasure. Did you see that? Did you ever heard that word? Um, you ever heard one, of that phrase?
3: One woman's porn is a man's treasure.
2: One woman's porn is a man's treasure.
4: All right. Well, my mom's picking me up, so I got to go. All right. I love you. Okay. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, hey. <clears throat> um. Some really weird guy just came by. What do you mean? Like a 15 year old kid working at Blockbuster? Is there, there's still Blockbusters open? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe I dreamed it. Huh? That's weird. Anyway,
2: I just went to I just went to the restroom and had to sanitize real quick.
3: Uh, that, yeah, you were in there a while.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
3: That is a positive of this day and age. You could spend as long as you want in the bathroom and no one's going to judge you because if they say anything like, oh, you're in there a long time, you can be like, yeah, I was washing my hands for a long time.
2: I did the alphabet nine times while I (laughs) dookie. I freaking dumped.
4: (laughs) And then I sanitized because I'm clean. That's what I did. Don't judge me for...
2: Did you know that Dr. Oz, have you ever seen Dr. Oz's uh,
4: proper ways to wash your hands? Mm-mm. There's etiquette, I guess. What? There's etiquette.
3: Maybe I've been doing it wrong. How have you been doing it? I, like, rub my hands on the sink.
2: I rub my hands on a kid's mouth before I leave the uh, the restroom. Am I doing it wrong?
3: Every time you Every find time. a kid? I
2: find a kid, I say, open your mouth, and then I... <laughs> I put the back of my hands on his tongue and I use that as like, you know, like, you know, those old paper towel dispensers that have just like that cloth. I use a kid's mouth uh, as that to really dry off the hand and the soap. And then he starts to cough. <laughs> and uh, and then that's what I use as the hand dryer is his coughs.
3: Well, you know, they say kids mouths are cleaner than human mouths.
2: Yeah. Did you know that uh, a kid's mouth is cleaner than a dog's butt?
3: That's pretty clean. Uh, That's pretty clean. I think you are doing that. You're washing the right way. I I think I'm doing it. it. Yeah. Because I've just been like rubbing my hands on the bottom of the sink. Yeah. And like the counter and sometimes um, the toilet a little bit because I want to like clean up after myself.
2: Right. Totally.
3: Like, you know, just being good. And then I rub the sink. And and then I I try not to use too much water because I don't want to waste it. Right. And um. So
2: use the toilet water.
3: Right? Um. I sometimes, but um, yeah. I sometimes I don't even like to flush because I don't want to like waste the water.
2: Right. If it's yeah. if it's yellow, stay mellow. Yeah. If it's brown.
3: You a clown. <laughs> <laughs> you a
4: clown. <laughs> if it's brown, you a clown. <laughs> if you poop him, why not scoop him? If you dump it, (laughs) why you stomp it?
3: Poop jokes are so funny.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, have you guys
2: ever noticed how poop jokes are funny? They're
3: like so funny. They're like,
2: I'm really into them. (laughs) Hey, guys, have you heard about this new poop joke phrase? Have you heard about the new poop joke phrase? No. Me neither.
3: <laughs> so wait, you're telling me. You're telling me. People are making jokes about
2: poop? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here.
3: That's hilarious.
2: That's that's in. That's really in right now. Um, Unless
3: you're pooping, that is out of <laughs> your butt.
2: Right. Totally. Uh, so Jesse, Um, a lot of people want to know. Uh, a lot of these questions came up. I want to get into a little bit of your backstory because people want to know. And we'll, you know we'll keep being silly in and out of this thing, but people do want to know a little bit of your origin story because, um, like for example, you and I met originally, was it in Phoenix?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, what was the, was it through, uh, was it through Anwar that we met?
3: Yeah. Um, I was, a sprouting comic on the phoenix scene Mm -hmm. and you headlined literally the worst show ever which Mm -hmm. was a show called literally the worst show ever. that was the name of the
2: show is literally the worst show ever
3: and but it was a great show a great show it was a great show and yeah it was so cool because you were playing guitar at some points and sax at some points and you were headlining and i'd never really seen that and i was like that's awesome and in fact it took me years even after that i think to actually incorporate the trumpet into my set Mm -hmm. because it's like i don't know it's hard to figure out how to do it yeah for sure but that was really cool and i remember meeting you then and i ended up working on that show later and um i actually found out about kill tony through pat Mm -hmm. um i was I I met him at a um comedy festival um called Big Pine Comedy Festival oh, yeah. in Flagstaff, yeah. Arizona. And I thought he was really weird at first cuz he he said he came up to me at this bar show and was just like he had the pink hair and he was just like, uh, "Hey, I uh I uh, I like your hat." And I was like, "Thanks." He's like, "Yeah, it looks kind of like a like a like a medicine bag you'd put on a like a, like on a like a wound or something." And then I was like, all right, <laughs> which I think is kind of classic Pat. That
2: sounds like Pat.
3: You know, just like it could have been a good interaction, but then it was just really weird. But then um, he <gasps> then and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? And then he ended up like headlining the festival. And I saw him playing the music and I, I really liked his music. And I, I looked him up and he like was a writer on Eric Andre's show, which I love that show. And, yeah. and then I also found he was on Kill Tony. And that's, and so I looked it up, and the first episode I saw was you guys um, as the guests.
2: Oh, Pat and I, as, oh, the Fourth of July episode, maybe, yeah. from like forever ago. That was in the belly f- room. Yeah.
3: First one I saw.
2: Okay. And then I was
3: like hooked on the show. I was like, oh, this cool. is awesome. And I would watch it in my room in Arizona. And I had this big whiteboard and I would work on my like, what would I do if I ever like I'd never even been to Los Angeles. So I, I didn't even think about getting on the show. I was just like, I wonder what I would do if I did a minute. And it made my writing way tighter. Yeah. And, you know, and then I would think, oh, OK, here, this is what I would do. And then a friend was like, I'm going to go sign up for Kill Tony on Halloween. And I said, all right, let's go. And I got pulled first, which was cool because I was dressed up for Halloween as a magician.
4: A yeah. Magic
3: Johnson. And I talked about playing the trumpet in my minute. And it was just like, it was interesting to me that I s- kind of started the show out of the bucket, but in character a little bit. Yeah. And then evolved into being in the band.
2: That is a pretty cool that's progression.
3: Kind of, yeah. That's kind of the origin of how I fell and into what, the show. What
2: year was that? That you? Um, how many years ago was this when uh, you had... You did that festival, uh, Big Pine and stuff like that and Flagstaff and like kind of like found out about the show. And then like, I'm just curious about like the timeline of the progression.
3: I think Would it was 2015 because 2016 on Halloween was when I signed up.
2: Wow. That's a very interesting. Yeah, arc. it's been a
3: long time. <laughs> yeah. And like in a, a lot of um, times where, you know, Red Band was telling me when I was getting picked a lot, like I, I put your name and like, I think you should be a regular and. I w- I really thought it was gonna happen, and then um, Malcolm came out of nowhere, and he was just like a clear like favorite. You know, yeah. there was no denying his talent and like charisma and all that. So I was kind of like, it's not for me, you know. But you kind of I still kept signing up, and it was a good lesson about this business, you know, of having patience and like waiting for your time, and yeah. um, just staying optimistic. And
2: well, I remember years ago. Um- you had sent me a video of you playing trumpet, oh, yeah. and I told you, like I was like, I definitely want to use you in the future. Uh, when we because you play, I think you have sent me a uh, a a video of you playing trumpet to Careless Whisper. I yeah. think you sent me a video of that,
3: which I love when you did that a lot. Why did that ever stop?
2: Um. I don't know exactly. I think that there's certain things that uh, that kind of go in cycles and stuff of the show, but that was essentially, uh, like, people ask me sometimes, they're like, they're like, why don't you want to chant or whatever? Uh, and I was like, ah, that's kind of Joel's thing. And then now you have the <laughs> yeah. vroom, vroom. You know what I
1: mean?
3: Which somebody was like, that's not even how you ride a jet ski. Because I, I guess oh they were goodness. like, you're supposed to squeeze the handles, but I've I've never ridden a jet ski.
2: Whoa! <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> beep, 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 how, wait, how did you get that uh, that nickname then, or or how, or why did you, why do you like that as your handle on on social media? Then, if you have nothing cooler
3: one? than a jet ski, <laughs> <laughs> am I right? I'm just
2: trying to assimilate and be the coolest version of myself that I can be.
3: Hell yeah, that's why I wear the glasses too. Yeah, and people are I know they are they prescription. Know about they are I. I was wearing them before they were prescription, and I, mm. I feel like
1: I
2: was- I've gotten so old that now they are prescription. <laughs> now I need them. When I was a mere child, I just, I just had f- f- just see through lenses. But as I got older, I needed the prescription.
3: Now I can't, I can't read anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. I don't know what happened. But jet ski Johnson, that's interesting.
3: Yeah, I met a I met an optometrist in San Diego at a bar and he was like, I can make him prescription. And I said, Are you kidding me? And he said, No, I'll do it. I'll give him to you tomorrow. And I tried to pay him and he won't let me pay him. I like you, you I get trying to extremely impress you. lucky sometimes.
2: He was trying to impress No, you.
3: I think cause my friend worked at the bar, her name's uh, Petra, and I think she might have kind of muscled him a little bit.
1: Oh. Uh, because he
3: like promised me all this stuff and then he Yeah, and then I don't know, he seemed kinda of, like scared when he gave me the glasses back. Like tell tell Petra I did a good job,
2: okay? He's like bloody and has a <laughs> black eyes. Like, just tell Petra I did, I did what I was supposed to, Jesse. Just tell her, just give her a good report on me, okay? I just
4: get really lucky.
2: Nah. <laughs> that ain't it. Um, yeah. Uh so yeah, you uh you filled in for me. Uh that
3: day was so crazy. Can I just say really quick, yeah, I was yeah. working as a production assistant on the Late Late Show Mm -hmm. and we were filming Crosswalk the musical and it was for Aladdin so we were I was on set from 3 a.m and there was pyrotechnics and Will Smith like in the crosswalk and I'm holding cue cards for him I'm like this close to him which is just like a childhood dream to be that close to Will Smith you know sure so it was already a good day and in you know, it was hard work and stuff, but it I mean, have you ever seen those segments?
4: Yeah. They're yeah.
3: singing in the streets, it's like a parade, you know? And then Joel texts me, Hey, can you fill in for Jeremiah tonight in the yeah. band? And I was just like, Holy shit, how did the the stage just got like way better? <laughs> it was like one of the best days ever. I think I got the text in like these these like uh, fireworks went <laughs> off
1: in the street. <laughs>
3: It was crazy. I was freaking out when he sent me that text. That's awesome. I was like, holy shit. I never thought of it as a possibility, but it's like everything I want to do. I've been doing sketch comedy for years and like dressing up as characters and playing trumpet forever. And I love stand up and I love the show. So it was like it was cool. And then I thought. I will speak a little bit about Phyllis Watkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought, holy shit, those are really big shoes to fill. I'm filling in for Jeremiah. I feel like the only way I can pull this off is if I play a character related to Jeremiah. Because they're going to be mad he's (laughs) not there. But maybe they'll like me more (laughs) if I'm kind of like related to him. (laughs) Adjacently
2: related. That's
1: awesome.
3: So that was like the start of Phyllis Watkins. Um yeah, someone like familiar to the show. You know, so it wasn't like this complete newbie coming in. Oh,
2: that's a good in. And then It's a good call. Yeah. And that 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 speaks volumes to your uh your character and your sketch background that you're like, okay, some kind of familiarity will be good if I do this.
3: <laughs> and it also helped me um like you were talking about earlier how you, when you started in the band and you were kind of figuring out what the band would be, mm-hmm. it kind of helped me Play that part uh, in the band. If I was like, okay, what would Jeremiah do right now? You know. Oh, nice. Um, so that that helped me like fulfill that position. And then, um, yeah, I played Careless Whisper that day. Yeah,
4: yeah, for sure.
3: <laughs> After I made fun of a girl who was talking about suicide.
2: <laughs> oh man.
3: Do you ever like make a joke about someone on stage and like feel bad about it?
2: Yeah, uh, all the time.
3: Sometimes we're all just like you suck you're an idiot. Yeah,
2: I try to that's why I try to to curve it every once in a while. Well, I I try to curve it when I can uh t- to make sure that it ends uh somewhat positive or at least the person knows that we are Yeah. like messing around with them. Um because some people definitely take it too hard and that's when I'm like, "Yo, we need to back off." Even though they signed up for it and they know what the show is, it's like it's still to a point where Every once in a while, I still have to like kind of be a little bit like, okay, just let's let's be a little bit mindful, yeah. like I don't want anything any of these things to stick like long term
3: yeah joel Joel's good with that too like he, he will, he'll ask, I think as we were all making fun of that girl, he's like, "Do you do anything to help your depression?" <laughs> like he asks like a real question Trying to be something, yeah yeah, so I think that's good I, a lot of the interview to me is like, can you hang yeah, like it doesn't even matter." What you're talking like? Can you just hang out with a bunch of people making fun of you? <laughs> like, it feels like that's the key to that show. Like, if you get really defensive or oh yeah, unhappy, you have to you, like, have to
2: you have to be able to roll with everything on yeah. that show. Yeah, you have to be down for the cause of like like maybe taking a jab, but then like going right back into a conversation and just say it. being able to roll with the punches.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. How long have you been playing trumpet? No,
3: like nineteen years.
2: Nineteen years. Wow. I
3: started when I was ten. And I almost, I wanted to play the saxophone.
4: Really? Yeah.
3: And my band teacher was like, we got too many saxophones.
4: Too many saxophones. <laughs> too many.
2: <laughs> Listen, we have too many.
3: You can't play the saxophone. There's
2: too many people in the 1% who are playing saxophone right
3: now. <laughs> yeah. We got 90% of the band is saxophone. You <laughs> yeah. can't.
2: There's too many sexes. Wow. So
3: I said, I want to play the trombone.
2: And then they're like, that's also taken.
3: No, they. I, my arms were too short.
2: Oh, really? You're yeah. like.
3: I couldn't reach.
2: It. Couldn't reach it. Wow. So I was
3: like, I guess I'll play the trumpet. Yeah. Hated it for years.
2: Really?
1: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
3: no, I, I, I really liked it, and then kept with it. And yeah.
2: Yeah. You want to jam out on something right now?
3: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then you're like, just kidding. I'm going to get my balls waxed on the podcast.
2: <laughs> Ladies, come on in. <laughs> Time to get my
4: balls waxed in front of Jesse once again. Uh, what do you, what do you, what are you thinking? You like a modest mouse? Yeah, I like modest mouse. I grew up on that. Uh, what, what, what song are you thinking? Modest mouse. Let's do float on. Okay. We all, we
3: all float on.
4: We all float on we're, all right.
2: We're, new. Okay. We're we're modest mouths. <laughs> yeah, those. <laughs> <laughs> we're modest <laughs> mouths. Float on. <down. laughs> uh, all right, I'll try. I'll uh, I'll follow you a little bit. <laughs>
3: some jazz
4: <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> uh do you have a uh do you have a key or anything that that i should try to to stay in
3: let's do um no charge, no no charge, no
4: so i can see yeah my kitty is easy I as can possible i okay, okay.
3: you do uh four bars and then i'll do four bars
4: okay or two or two here you go first okay That was fun. That was fun.
3: I like jazz because you can do whatever you want.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: I I kind of I I live my life like I'm doing jazz all the time.
2: Um, let's get into this next segment. It's called fanning out. All right, I reached out to people online, Jesse, and there's over like 200 questions that were submitted. <whistles> uh, Hope you got
3: a lot of time
2: or comments. uh I try to pick <laughs> the best ones uh and things. There's certain things. Uh, um, I'll start with this first question. Cause I'll, I'll, actually answer part of this. Uh, this is from at Kyler Bentler, uh, excuse me, Kyler Bentley comedy. Shout out. What's up, Kyler? Um, he's been on kill Tony before. Funny dude. Uh, how do you read all of these? Or do you find a couple you're going to use and then give up? Uh, I'll answer that question first. I actually go through every single comment and question on Instagram and Twitter. And I try to f- uh, figure out the best ones that are suited for, uh, uh, the person We're being asked or sometimes it's the most liked question on Instagram, but, um, mainly it's, uh, it's things that have not been, um, covered yet. Basically, uh, like things I'll ask, uh, if people are like, I always ask for character suggestions on Instagram and people always confuse this. I'm asking for character suggestions for me and the guests to do for the episode of Jeremiah Wonders, not Kill Tony suggestions. And people always kind of make that up. So I end up going through the other ones and not really incorporating them because there you go. Uh, But here's his question. I want to know if Jesse could be in charge of character selection for an episode. What would she pick for the cast?
3: Well, I had one idea Mm -hmm. that we talked about.
2: Should um, I talk about it on? Oh, maybe not.
4: Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really <laughs> fucked up. Which one? I forget which one you said. Oh, uh, we might
2: actually do that one. So, <laughs> so let's hold off on, on that one. But I like that idea a lot. It was actually, Jesse brought up, um, she said that she wanted um, some time for us to do the Beatles. Um, and we had done it a long time ago. But it had been so long that uh, I wanted to bring it back because um, what's interesting about some of the early episodes of Kill Tony, we've done so many characters that even in the suggestions for the questions for Jesse, somebody mentioned uh, the Roseanne cast. Somebody mentioned uh, a Mario themed episode. We've we've actually done both of those, and we've done a lot of things that people suggest, uh, and that's why we don't reply on certain things because we've we've already done them. Um, but it's been so long that I don't have a problem with bringing some of them back because a lot of people don't even remember or they don't realize that we've done it. Yeah. So we did the Beatles and I really liked it because uh, I got I did Paul McCartney the first time I did it, but I got to be John Lennon this time. And, uh, and I was really proud of uh, how much effort we put into rehearsing those songs because we I wanted know. them to be really good obviously it's the Beatles so we want to be good but that was
3: I was so fun I spent
2: a lot of time rehearsing on guitar and stuff because I'm like ah I like I'm not playing sax there's no sax in the Beatles so yeah, yeah.
3: or trumpet well there yeah, is some trumpet. there's trumpet <laughs> yeah. there, there
2: are some trumpets though yeah and that for was George so Harrison fun. that was yeah. like
3: another like really awesome day because I, I a lot of people didn't know that I didn't know that that big surprise where that was when you guys made it official that I was in the band. Yeah. A lot of people think I knew about that, but I had no idea.
2: We didn't tell Jesse. I wanted to keep that, um, a surprise because she, I knew that she had been getting hit up by a lot of people like, Hey, where do you stand with the band now? Yeah. Cause we were wanting, the goal was to work you in organically. So it didn't feel like too much at once. And I actually am glad the way that we did it. Cause Same. I think that people, um, uh, it left them wanting to see you more, yeah. which is perfect. That's what you want. And then when it happened, everybody was happy rather than like, oh, where does she come from out of nowhere? It's like, yeah. no, no, she's put in her time and she like she's proven herself already in the short amount of time that she's been on the show that yeah. she's going to be a great addition to it.
3: It was perfect. And I got, you know, doing like a once a month kind of thing got me acclimated to the speed of the show. Like, It's yeah. a lot. Especially right when I joined and we would go on the road or do, you know, San Diego adventure. Remember when we got to go out <laughs> in public? And <laughs> <it was> like... <laughs> Remember the road?
2: Yeah. Remember what that was like? Oh, man. Yeah.
3: But yeah, the, then we were doing two shows a week, three shows a week, mm-hmm. you know, so it was good to ease into it. Well, the
2: music prep that we do ahead of time, that's another thing that I think that... Uh... What, it, what it, did you know the process before, like when when uh we started rehearsing, like uh, before the shows, did you know that, that we did it that way where we wrote out the music like that?
3: No, when I, when Joel texted me to um, fill in for you and he said that you guys had all talked about it and, mm-hmm. and all that. And I I got to the store about an, he goes, get there like an, an hour before, half hour before yeah. <laughs> I show up. And he's like, all right, what songs do you know? And I was just kind of like, you know, I I again, I've been playing for a long time, but I not like I probably took a big break where I would just play alone at home. I know a lot of classical music, yeah. a lot of jazz. I don't know a lot of pop hits. So, you know, I just pulled out whatever I could. And and then I was like, OK, that's how you guys do it. It's like an hour before the show. We figure it out.
4: Yep. We
2: we have an hour like we usually meet for an hour before the show and then we literally will write out the notes. Uh. Like, not on sheet music. Actually, the alphabetical and the sharps and the flats. Like, like, and play it like that. And we just know the rhythm that we're basically playing. Yeah, like and tabs. Yeah. yeah. Just basically, we write out our own tabs. Yeah. Uh, and then, hopefully, we have some of the ideas of what the songs are going to be beforehand before going into the night. Otherwise, we're scrambling like, oh, what's a good song for this theme or this yeah. character? And then it's, like, kind of a mess, but... Yeah, we usually try to write out seven or eight songs per week. Yeah, uh, which is kind of crazy. I've got a stack of the sheet music of home that I've written out, and I'm thinking about like making photocopies yeah. and like into like a book.
3: I think people would like that. I would if I. I mean, sometimes I will go on YouTube and just look up certain songs and see if there's like music for it. Yeah, and just play along at home. Yeah, it could be fun.
4: Um,
2: so Jesse has one that's going to come up. So I guess we kind of answered the question a little bit. <laughs> got veered off away. Um, she's got a good one coming up that we're actually going to use. So I don't actually want to say it yet since every week is a surprise. Um, this from comes from um, uh, at Gorilla Walls. You're a great trumpeter on Kill Tony. How seriously do you take playing? Do you practice a lot and play with other people or is it just for shows?
3: Um, Up until about 2000... 2000- Nine or 2010 i was playing pretty seriously mm-hmm. i had a full ride scholarship to northern arizona university on trumpet playing and a clear oh, wow. trajectory to teaching music yeah um i taught um for a couple of years at like summer band camp um you know like like little kids how to start on mm-hmm. the instruments and um and then i like dropped out of school and i i didn't Want to teach because I knew nothing, so I was like, "How can I teach?" Like life experience wise, I didn't think I'd be a very good teacher, and I kind of knew. Part of me knew I was that was like not my path. Right. And I dropped out, and I worked at the smoke shop, and just like I kind of was just not doing anything productive. I was literally just smoking weed for like a year, and towards the end of that, I joined a blues band. It was just like me, um, two singers and guitar. It was like a folk band, and I th- was 19, and we got to go into bars and stuff, even though we weren't 21, and we, we played our blues, folk music, and after that, it was mostly just like occasional jam sessions. Like I, my friend Johnny Rios, he plays piano. We played a little bit. Uh, literally the worst show ever. That's how I started with them. They had They wanted a band, and like a couple days before the show, they were like asked if I could play trumpet in it, and again i did that it was really fun and then they got like a like a professional band <laughs> and so i was like oh not my time and then a few months after that i joined in comedy i've had a lot of moments like that where like i feel like whatever i was going for didn't quite work out and then over time it like works out in a way better way yeah so anyway it's a long answer what no, was the that's question <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, just about your, your trumpeting playing. Like how seriously do you take played, it? That's perfect.
3: Yeah. I played really seriously in school.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Um, this one comes from at Weiler Tenzel. Uh, when's the hardest you've ever laughed?
3: Um, the hardest I usually ever laugh is with my family. Like, or like cry laughing. Yeah. Um, but recently, um, when we were in, um, was it? san diego and you were teresa and you said a joke and red van like didn't get it and you got out of your seat and you were like your whole body was like convulsing and i I was like you know when you laugh so hard you're kind of embarrassed because you can't control your body (laughs) like like i was like losing it that for real that was like as of recent the hardest i laughed I don't know what it I'll was like it. your like your long body just like
2: <laughs> just flailing and being
3: flailing and your little mustache like oh, yeah. kind of coming off. A hi bit. I'm,
2: hi, I'm Teresa. I'm uh, I'm gender <laughs> fluid. My pronouns are who, what, when, where, and why. And uh, yes, I do work at FedEx. And no, I will not tell you what my package looks like, okay? So that's who Teresa is.
3: Joel and Chris and I all agree. Like sometimes I don't think you notice because you're so in character, but we we just like look at you and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Like even Gordon, it. yeah, and it all in a good way. <laughs> but yeah.
2: Oh, the, the Gordon Ramsay, you were great as uh, Paula Dean. That was super. That was fun. so
3: fun. I hope we bring yeah. those characters back. We, we
2: will. We will. I, yeah. Those were those were really fun.
3: That audience was a little. Um, I kind of want
2: to take. Those characters on the road because uh, those characters, when I really like a character, I like to take them on the road because uh, the road usually rewards certain yeah. characters a little bit more. Yeah. So maybe we'll take those out on the road sometimes.
3: Yeah, especially like uh, if we ever go to Texas or or like uh, oh, somewhere yeah. that Southern, likes to like, eat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for like- sure.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, that'd be great. Uh, let's see here. Is it weird being the only girl in the group when
2: traveling? This comes from uh, Tall on Instagram.
4: You know,
3: it's actually not. And through whatever reasons, I've actually been a part of a lot of groups that are predominantly male. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people might think I just did stand up and then joined this group. But I was in two other sketch groups before this, um, like ensemble cast kind of yeah. things. And um, and then, yeah, in high school, um, you know, being a trumpet player, a lot of like my sections were predominantly male. Um, I don't know why it's always kind of gravitated towards that. It's not something I'm ever looking for. Um, and I have a lot of like hilarious female friends. Like sometimes people think uh, female comics fight a lot but i don't understand that because i have a lot of like really hilarious female friends and stuff but i have for some reason gravitated to a lot of groups that are predominantly male yeah and yeah i just show up and have fun and it it doesn't joel kind of i think has taken like a protective you know he like called me the night before we went on the road and was like do you have any questions you know he's really good about that yeah like he he you know he's looking out for me, he's like it really just feels like we're in like a band, like you know everyone's yeah. so no it's been uh it's been positive, and yeah, I would welcome if there were ever like a female cast member to join at some point mm-hmm. that would be awesome, yeah, but
2: for sure, well, yeah. you never know yeah. you're gotta keep expanding the band, you never know where the sh- the show's Trajectory will take us
3: and regulars too. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: I think that that'll happen sooner rather than
4: later. Yeah, I, I think that'd be cool.
2: Well,
3: Williams really sick.
4: <laughs> Listen,
2: <laughs> I have the coronavirus, y'all. He said he literally. Oh my goodness! raising
3: his hand all night. Hi,
2: real quick. <laughs> Hi, over over here. Hi. Uh, he literally like when Gage and I were in Huntington Beach.
4: <laughs> They're already laughing.
2: <laughs> he literally, like I said this on, on the podcast that we did for Keltona on Monday, but I don't think you understand how dead this room got. <laughs> when William goes up
3: on understand. Saturday
2: night, which is one of the last standup shows to literally stay on because of the coronavirus is so bad. William looks deadpan into the crowd. And most of the crowd, like I, I, I pulled the crowd when I went up there, I was like, how many of you are here because you listen, Jeremiah wonders or kill Tony. And it was probably like, I want to say maybe only a quarter of the crowd. And there's like 80 some people there, which yeah. is a lot for coronavirus weekend. You know what yeah. I mean? This is before the, all the clubs shut down. And, uh, and, and William looks
4: deadpan into the audience and goes, I want to be real with y'all. I'm feeling a bit feverish right now. It gets
2: absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nothing.
4: He's such a good liar.
3: From
2: the audience.
3: Yeah.
2: Where to the point where Gage and I are looking at each other and we're dying. And also, like, did he just bury himself in the first 10 seconds (laughs) of his set? And luckily he recuperated because he's got good jokes and stuff. Yeah. But the people who had no idea who William was, who were just there randomly, who bought tickets. They were freaked out. They were literally like, is he being, is this a joke? Is he being, he's joking right now. And then he just moved on. So people had, were they were forced to like try to forget it. But it was just, it was so awkward. And that was honestly, if we're talking recent times of times where I've la- laughed the hardest is in the green room before the show, he sat down with all of us in the green room. He goes, I'm not, I, I'm going to, I'm not. He goes, I'm feeling a bit feverish right now. (laughs) And I was just looking at him like, you are such an idiot. And then, of course, after he got that big laugh in the green room from all the sick comics, he takes it to the stage and then it gets absolutely nothing, which made it that much sweeter.
3: Yeah. It was beautiful.
2: It was beautiful. Like, I love when comics do that when something kills in the green room. They're like, okay, I got something for this crowd. And then they take it to the stage and just eats it immediately. (laughs) That's one of the best feelings as a peer comedian who you see your friend killing behind closed doors, but then you take it out in the public and it just bombs. And you're like, this is comedy,
4: right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. This is amazing. That's amazing. So good. Um uh let's see
2: here. Yeah, a lot of people were wondering if you had ridden a jet ski before. A lot. Like there's a bunch of questions.
3: A lot of people ask me that, and it's literally my pin to tweet. On Twitter. Yeah. It's just, I've never ridden a jet ski.
2: <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> um, This is um, at Lil Raspy on Instagram. How do I get better at playing trumpet? I was last chair in high school, but I still love playing along to those YouTube play alongs, but I want to get better every day. Do you have any advice for somebody like that?
3: Lil Raspy, you got to get very raspy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Long tones are probably the best thing to do every day. Just really focusing on your tone and just play really boring um, long notes, even though it's not fun, but that's going to really, you know, focus on this, how you start the note, how you end the note. Um, You don't have to play loud, but just go through all the notes. Yeah. Um, You Could you probably look up YouTube videos like long tones? And that's, I think sound is the most important. And then then you can work on, like, the technique and stuff. Sure. But focusing on your sound is the best. Yeah. I would just start there.
2: Okay, cool. <laughs> start there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is actually a suggestion uh, that um, if you're down for, we should do. This is uh, Aaron underscore Burella 187 on Instagram. Uh, character suggestion. I want to see you guys do Bill and Hillary discussing on what to buy at Costco to prep for quarantine.
3: Yeah, we could do that. We could do that? Yeah.
2: If you have your Hillary wig.
4: I bring it everywhere I go. You bring it everywhere, yeah. right? You okay,
2: know. then let, let's do it.
4: Okay, okay. Could I get a wig stage hand, please? <laughs>
3: it feels like we are like in an observation. Hey,
2: Gage, here. can you come on camera real quick? Can you just stand next to me for a second. We're just right in the middle here. This is what my producer looks like. This is the dedication that it takes to put on Jeremiah Wonders at high levels of <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> sorry.
1: Oh um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry, I'm getting... Um, <gasps> um. We are putting on this show <clears throat> for you guys that... <clears throat> The audience at any cost. Gage is here to do it. Let's give Gage T Arena the beast and Anthony Whitlock's. Hey, get a round back of here, applause.
3: Gage. Gage, I'd like to shake your hand. <laughs> 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 I remember when we played blind people once. When you weren't, you couldn't make it. Yeah, and I uh, kept, I kept doing the joke. Um, I got it. I got to remember this face, and then I would get up out of my chair and feel their face. <laughs> I keep thinking about like. Wow, we did that.
2: We did that. Uh, Yeah, so funny story about um, that. um, Joel uh, ran by me because we always still go over the characters uh, even when I'm not there. Um, Like He's like, hey, is it cool if we do this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he goes, hey, um, can we be blind people when you're gone? And I go, Joel, if you want to do that, that's fine. But just know that blind people is not a character.
3: (laughs) I know. That's why I was Phyllis Watkins again. (laughs) It's a
2: literal disability. Did you know? Now, if you come up with a point of view for these blind people, then that's a character. (laughs) But just know that just being blind is not a character. He's like, okay. Okay.
3: That's why I was Phyllis Watkins. And, uh, and did you know that Phyllis got blind um, from too much masturbating, and then uh, she got her vision back? But uh, when a, a male stripper gave her a lap dance,
2: see, that's a backstory. That's all I want, people. <laughs> hey, Is that my wife, Hillary Clinton?
3: Hi, Bill.
2: Hey, Hillary, how are you?
3: I'm I'm doing great.
2: Hey, uh, Hillary, uh, we need to stock up. We're listen. This is um. Listen, this is Bill Clinton and uh, Hillary Clinton. We're over here at Costco right now. Uh, Hillary, what do you say we go inside this Costco stock up for this quarantine we're about to be in?
3: Oh, I'd love to. Nothing more than mingling with the, the public right now is, say, uh, you know, just trying to get their votes.
2: Sure. Are you going to run again or what?
3: I'm always running.
2: Always running. I say uh, it's time to hang it up
1: okay bill
2: <laughs> i say uh you don't want to look like one of those old guys like uh bernie sanders that keeps losing you know it's just sad <laughs> you don't want to do it no no
3: no let's just you want to get, wanna in there, get out let's...
2: while people still like you that's what you want to do
3: oh look uh, where did we find those free samples
2: oh i wouldn't take free samples right now hill uh this could be infected with the virus the virus the coronavirus you haven't heard about the coronavirus
4: yeah, the.
2: How are you not up to date on what's going on with the the I've virus? I've been so
3: focused on my election, I haven't even.
4: You haven't been reading the news.
3: <laughs> no, I. I mean, I. I think I might have heard of a some something. It's going a mass
2: on. pandemic. About-
3: here, you mean in other countries, though? So. No, yeah. Oh, you're United, talking about the China thing. The
4: United States of America.
3: Oh. Uh, well, let's. I bet they still have some free samples. It's Costco.
2: <laughs> okay, we'll see. Uh, let's say we. I mean, we gotta get our TP. We gotta get our hand sanitizer. We gotta get our palm olive.
3: Can't we just go to the I- the island?
2: Uh we don't talk about going to Epstein's island anymore, babe.
3: Well, we just call it the island now. Uh,
2: I know, but that's uh, a little nice even even talking about the island.
3: Sounds like a great place to go during a pandemic. Listen,
2: Hillary, I know people, you know, I'm not supposed to associate myself with the island anymore. So we can't tell people that we used to take Chelsea to the island, and used to do family vacations there and stuff like that? Okay.
3: Well, I mean, why can't? It would be great. There's nobody around except for those little girls. We could all get like handsies from. Uh,
2: okay. Uh, let's not talk about the little girls on Epstein's Island. Okay. Don't you want to get jacked
3: off during the pandemic? Okay. I Hillary, know I do.
2: <laughs> Hillary, uh, I don't think this is the right time to be talking about this. We're in, we're in Costco. There's
3: nobody in here. There's, uh. there's
2: ears around <laughs> us. I don't want people to hear that we. That's, that's our Disneyland. Okay. All right. Is there any other items that we should pick up other than, like, you know, the essentials that we already got?
3: You got to have that hot sauce. <laughs> that's all I need.
2: <laughs> okay, let's get some Frank's Red Hot. I don't know why you did the fingers, but I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yep. We uh, got some barbecued chicken. Let's get some popsicles. Let's get some frozen pizza. Let's get some tombstone.
3: Oh, Anything yes. else? Tombstone. Oh, yeah. Um, You know what I, I would really like say is that... Those
2: I- batteries for your vibrator. I know you like those, honey. I know you like
3: those. Yeah, well, if we can't go to the island, I guess I'll have to use that. Let the
2: island come on you. That's what I always <laughs> say. Like,
3: surfs up.
2: Surfs up. That's how we do it. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to spend a lot of intense one on one time with you because I'm used to traveling to islands as soon as I get sick of you or just leaving. Uh, but it sounds like we're going to have a lot of
4: downtime in this quarantine together. Well, we can go to the White House, right? Actually, we can't. That's actually uh,
2: the other president's jurisdiction now.
3: Oh, he's still the president? Yeah. My, <laughs> I really forgot how this whole thing works.
2: <laughs> you're delusional, honey. You've lost so many times. It's just—it's sad, actually.
3: Well, you know, you just got to stay good positive. Good thing you're Shake married hands to a with winner.
2: <laughs> Two-term president. <laughs> Approval rating through the roof. People love me. The economy was booming when I was in office. And when you tried, you know you tried, honey. And that's, you know, sometimes it's worth knowing that you did your best. But just know that you're married to the best.
3: I don't know why you're acting like it's over.
2: It's over, babe.
3: I still have a chance.
2: Oh, no, you don't.
3: You got to stay positive. People don't. You got to stay positive. You got to shake hands. You got to... Let everybody know. Get real no, close to him. Nobody, you got to kiss them on the mouth. Nobody you wants to le- shake
2: hands with you. Nobody wants you kissing their baby. It's a different time. Okay. I,
3: I just don't know what you're
2: talking about.
3: I think this whole thing's a media hoax. Well,
2: that's a very strange thing for you to say as a, a person of the left. because <laughs> you see, the people on the right, they thought it was a hoax for a long time.
3: I'm a Republican now. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm a Republican Hillary Clinton.
2: That, you'll do that much to win where you're switching camps?
3: I'll be any party, luau, whatever.
2: <laughs> wow. I mean...
3: I just want to win.
2: Okay, now that's the winner that I married, Hillary Rodham. That's who I married, the woman with that gumption to do whatever it takes to win the race. And I find that sexy as hell. What do you say we get out of this Costco?
3: Yeah, let's get the rest of their
2: Let's make lube. love. Let's make love for the first time in 40 years. What do you say?
3: They're out of lube, but we can use um let's see what they have left. Tide pods. Let's tide use tide
2: pod. pods. <laughs> All right. Now let's round out the episode with one of my personal favorite segments. Sex talk. Oh. Sex. Talk.
3: This is where we get to talk about sex, right?
2: You guessed it. (laughs) All right. Whenever you're ready, share a story of some kind of sexual encounter and I will play long,
4: sweet, sweet saxophone underneath. Make it sexy. Whenever you're ready. I'll follow. The year was 2015. No, no, no. Earlier than that. (laughs)
3: I'm going to share the story of how I lost my virginity. I was 15 years old and it was against my will. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Ooh. No, but I was 15 years old. Completely willing. Um, My my partner uh, was a senior in high school. So it was feeling pretty cool, and we decided, hey, let's have sex tonight for the first time. So we went to the store, and we bought some condoms, which is an important part to the story. So we go back uh, to his place, which is also his parents' place. <laughs> and we <laughs> we put a towel down.
1: Because
3: <laughs> we heard that there might be like blood. You guys all did that too, I'm sure. Uh, Anyway, so we put the towel down, and we're sure to, to not move too much, because we don't want to, you know, get off the towel. And uh, we start having some sex. It was pretty bad. And then after um, a while, we found out that um, the condom was gone. <laughs> then I had to, um, basically just go in the bathroom and, uh, look for the condom. In my vagina. And it took a while, but <laughs> I found it. I was like a magician. I was like, is this your condom? <laughs> Turns out we got two big size of condoms and the guy just had a really small penis. And it it came off during sex and it, it got lost in my vagina. And that was the basis for every sexual encounter I had after that. So size matters.
4: Part of me was hoping That you were going to say And I still haven't found that (laughs)
2: cotton to this day (laughs) Been lost in old cavern puss Johnson up here (laughs)
3: That was my original nickname. <laughs>
2: You're like, on Twitter, it didn't, it didn't work as well. Cavern Puss Johnson.
3: It was taken. It was taken. So I had to so do So I had to do Jetski Johnson. So stupid.
2: So stupid. Um, Jesse, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Um, you are an amazing new addition to the Kill Tony family. Uh, I'm stoked to have you uh, on the show and get to work with you every week because I'm very excited to see what characters and uh, what direction that we, uh, take the band in with you alongside, uh, do you want to plug anything before we, we close this out?
3: Um, just stay safe out there. <laughs> I like, I'm your Corona guest.
2: <laughs> you are, you are the first one. Well, Michael Onochi uh, was last week when it was starting to get a little, uh, wonky and then, yeah, you are you you're a trooper for coming out um
3: I'm glad a couple moments of this I forgot we were in a pandemic and I hope everyone listening and watching also did and uh, take it one day at a time and thank you so much for having me this was so fun I all of it's mutual I love being part of the band and it's an exciting time
2: Heck yeah uh and what I will say uh, I'll do this um some Some comedians are doing, uh, like Patreon, uh, and different things like that right now. Uh, a lot of us are out of work right now. Um, what is, do you have a, uh, a Venmo, Jesse?
3: At Jetski Johnson.
2: (laughs) At Jetski Johnson is her Venmo. Um, my Venmo is Jeremiah Dash Watkins. Um, if uh you want to uh throw a tip or anything, Jesse's way or my way, uh we uh appreciate it. Gage, Anthony, do you guys have
4: Venmos? Yeah, I have one. Mine's Stefan T arena T-I-J-E-R-I-N-A.
2: And we'll put this all up in text on the video version, yeah. but for the audio version. Um we'll do that at the beginning of the uh the podcast as well. Um and then Anthony, what about you, buddy? I'm uh Anthony. Dash Whitlocks, W-I-T-L-O-X. So there you go. Uh, It's one of those things. Don't feel the pressure or need to do it, but uh, some people are asking how they can uh, send support or whatever. So there you go. And then follow us on social media, uh, Jetski Johnson, Jeremiah Stand Up. And if you are listening to this and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube yet, YouTube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins. Weekly videos, weekly content. Thank you to the team, Gage, Anthony, Jesse, for being here. I love you guys. Be safe. And uh, uh, we'll be back uh, next week with more new content. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.